0: Hi, I'm Brett Terpstra, and this is Systematic on ESN. We're doing a little something uh, different. We're going to try out for a while. This may be the the pattern moving forward. We're going to have one amazing, awesome interview with an amazing, awesome person once a month. And then three times a month, shorter shows that are nothing but the top three picks. I haven't quite named this idea yet. I want to go with like three by two, except for that sounds like five by five. And I feel there may be IP infringement there. Um, we we could just call it six, like three times two. just call it six. Um, anyway, we're, we're going to have amazing, awesome people join me and just talk about their three favorite things. And I will do my best to continually come up with my three favorite things. The hardest part about the show lately has been scheduling guests and coming up with top 3 things. So I figured I can make the scheduling easier. It's way less intimidating for people who who might have three things but don't think they're otherwise interesting. Uh the top 3 things usually leads to interesting conversations anyway. So if you're interested, uh you can you can ping me on Twitter or in the uh Slack room or f- go through the contact form on my blog at brettterpshire.com/contact. So anyway, Welcome to the first of the three by two or six or, or the mutual top three picks. My guest this week is Elle Newman. She is a, a full disclosure, a, a good friend and an, an old friend of mine. So I may already know too much about her. <laughs> I, may, I may have engineered my top picks accordingly. Um, that being said, how's it going now? It's.
1: It's going really well. I hope you always introduce me this way. This is my <laughs> old friend. I may know too much about her. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I think in these uh, in these short ones, we should still just do a little bit of uh, introduction. Uh, what is it that you do?
1: Well, um, so earlier you had told me you're going to introduce me as your yoga teacher. So I'm going to just start there and then move on because that's what I was internally prepped for. That's fair. Um, but I, I actually just wear a lot of hats in my life right now. That's all I do costumes, but also, uh, the hats are different jobs.
0: (laughs) That would be a great job. Right. (laughs) I wear hats.
1: I just wear hats. Yeah. So I am a yoga instructor. I also manage a local yoga studio. Um, until recently though, this was a pretty small part of, of my career, maybe something that I didn't even talk to people as part of my career, and most of what I was doing was working with folks one on one as a life coach, and sometimes in groups doing facilitation type things. All right. So,
0: so um given this isn't an, a whole interview, I feel like it could be. I may have to have you back for a full interview, uh, okay. but we're gonna yeah. jump right into top three picks.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: So this goes back and forth, one at a time, and you get to start.
1: Okay. Well, since I'm a yoga teacher, I'm going to get the kind of predictable one out of the way. And one of my favorite picks is forest yoga. And fortunately or unfortunately, this doesn't mean like yoga out in the woods, underneath the trees, in the canopy of the forest. That's although to say
0: you couldn't do it there.
1: Yeah, although I would be really into that. <laughs> but this is a style of yoga that was developed by a woman named Anna Forrest, F-O-R-R-E-S-T. And my original training was in vinyasa. And for people that aren't super interested in yoga, that's a lot of the yoga out there is vinyasa. <laughs> it's, um, it's the flowing kind. And I I love that like I will always love sun salutations and moving with breath and part of me like that's my origins that's where I always come back but forest is something that I di- I discovered a few years ago when a forest teacher came to town and ran a um ran a research clinic part-time <laughs> out of our studio and um And I got to know the style. And the reason it's one of my top picks is because of the strength that I've developed through the study of forest and the practice of forest and how it's, how it really has, um, it's opened up my vinyasa practice and other practices that I do in a really different way. And it's just, it's got some unique things involved in it that my body just really needs and it's kind of not as well known so i figured you've got a lot of listeners i'll bring it up and maybe a few curious yogis out there will look it up and be able to gain something
0: this might shock you but but i've talked about forest uh frequently on this show Yeah, probably not on overtired i think it was actually one of my top three picks uh some time ago yeah i'm glad you're here to talk about it because I did not do it justice in any of my explanations.
1: Well, and like I am really, I'm sure if like the forest trainers were listening to this right now, they <laughs> might like write me a,
0: a, a very, scathing.
1: No, but it would be like a really clearly worded email. Like this is how we. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, y- you know this because, like I said, I I know a lot about you. Um, yeah. Y- you've That's actually. Why I st- been... I started
1: out with the predictable ones sure right?
0: but you've, yeah you've been to forest training
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I did because primarily because our the lovely yoga teacher that moved to town Jen Bayer and then did this research for her um, dissertation and helped all of these people and got all of these students um, started in their practice then had to move So, because her career took her elsewhere. So, it was largely community funded. That's how much forest is loved in Winona, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, now do you teach forest?
1: I do. Well, technically...
0: He asks like he doesn't know the answer.
1: Right, right. And now this will save me from any forest trainers who are listening. (laughs) Technically, I teach a forest-inspired vinyasa. So, I have permission to use so many of the things that work and use my other training as well.
0: And I am a uh, I am a yogi in your class and I think <laughs> it's working out wonderfully. Yeah. We all we <laughs> all miss Jen, who's actually been a guest on this show before. I know. I, I have a thing for yoga I'm now teachers.
1: Remembering. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just remembering this isn't a unique one at all. Um, <laughs> Also, just to be clear for the yoga world out there, we were friends long before you were um, a student in any of my classes.
0: Oh, yeah. We were friends when I was horribly out of shape and eating peanut butter and jelly sandwich pretty much all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is saying a lot that, I mean, I I liked you as a friend, even when you're eating peanut butter (laughs) and jelly sandwiches. (laughs) Like, that was it.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, my first pick then is i should yes i do have this written down that's good right um chef's table it's a tv show i started watching um I, it's probably older i didn't even look at when it came out but it's on netflix and I, i've gotten into cooking over the last couple of years now and this show like each episode is about a chef uh usually a you know, famous award-winning chef and it digs into their history and a lot of interviews that with people that work with them, but also just interviews about them and why, why certain things matter to them, both in, in cooking and presentation and running restaurants. And it's fascinating to me. Like, I think I might've missed a career in maybe not being a head chef, but in food industry no not food industry that sounds like I'm making cereal (laughs) but like running a restaurant or I would love to be a chef let's be honest
1: yeah I was gonna say I don't know you're not gonna be like a lunch lady you know
0: (laughs) I would be bad at that I do not like children
1: I I disagree but go on
0: you haven't seen this show have you
1: the chef's table. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not disagreeing with the chef's table. No, I no, no, no. I have heard about this show, but I haven't seen it yet. It sounds I, fascinating. I didn't
0: think you were disagreeing. It's OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's the first time you've had someone on for just three picks and there's, there's this new thing that's going to start. We're going to contest your picks.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It could be like a pick competition.
1: Yeah. Battle of the picks.
0: And, and in the end, there can be only one. Yeah. <laughs> Six picks enter, one pick leaves. Oh, um, yeah. All right. You have a second pick.
1: I do, and now that I understand that it, it that it's a potentially a battle, um, I'm gonna <laughs> cha- <laughs> I'm gonna change the order that I had of mine because I feel like the strategy this one will be better in a battle. But my second pick is actually a comic book series series called Monstrous spell that m o n s t r e s s so you know like monster except for it's a woman so it's like a monstrous
0: but also a wonderful double entendre with uh monstrosity monstrous
1: right right that way as well yeah um so and if you haven't if you ha- part of it a lot well a lot of what's so compelling is the plot line and there's a young woman with this psychic link or maybe the monsters actually inside of her but it's sort of like you know she's she's having to battle it out in some very real ways like having this powerful destructive force that she's either connected to or it's inside of her i'm not far enough in or to know if it's clear or not if that's the case but so it's really interesting that way and it's such a complex um, It's such a complex world. It's such a complex universe that they've developed. So I also want to say that this is Image Comics, if people are looking for it and they're wondering where it is. And the name Marjorie Liu is the writer and the artist is Sana, I'm going to say Takeda.
0: Yeah,
1: that sounds sounds right.
0: uh, It's not Takeda, I'm sure of it
1: yeah that was the other choice that ran through my head (laughs) (laughs) so thanks we agree
0: or jacobson
1: Uh, yeah yeah it's probably not the silent j or the audible j yeah um so but yeah it's this really interesting universe and it's so it was described and i love this description of steampunk meets kaiju and kaiju was the word that I looked up the pronunciation <laughs> of.
0: <laughs> Didn't you see Pacific Rim? No, that's not your thing.
1: I have it. Yeah, this, I mean, so this is um, you know, and again, maybe a lot of your listeners are like, oh, that's obvious. Like it's hitting the stands. Everybody's crazy about monstrous. And but this is really new to me. Like I I have like a deep and abiding love of Hellboy. And uh interest in like the Sandman comics by Neil Gaiman, but I really haven't, um, outside of a few of them that I've read, I really haven't spent a lot of time reading them. And so like, as I'm starting this again, I'm realizing like, oh, I can't just like, I'm used to reading things that I can just like, sort of skim through and plow through unless the wording is particularly beautiful, or there's something about it that slows me down and makes me think about how it's written but in what I and I'm really loving that you just have to kind of like slow down and absorb the pictures as well that a lot of the important things are happening in the visual part of this I think that's what's beautiful
0: I think that's what's always made it hard for me to get into comics is the attention you have to pay like you can't just scan yeah like i in a good book i enjoy like when i've gone three pages and forgot that i'm reading and i'm basically just hearing the narration in my head and not seeing the words at all Mm -hmm. i enjoy that and with comic Mm -hmm. books that's basically impossible
1: yeah so and now i realize that you know maybe this should be more natural to me because like We, I do have that thing where I forget that I'm reading, but it's not a narration that I hear. It is like seeing it in front of me. Sure. So I might be able to get there with comic books as well. But what happens so far when I do that is I like just start going too fast and I'll like my, my mind will just like look for the words and want to like rush through. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what is going on? Because (laughs) I
0: assume the artwork is probably as one of the image Comic books, probably beautiful.
1: Yeah, and also, I don't want to miss how beautiful it is. Yeah, it's even if you don't want to read it, it's worth checking out an issue just to look at.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've only ever, let's see, The Watchmen and uh, Sandman. Yeah. I've not read many comics. Uh, I have been recommended or many have been recommended to me a lot from image and they are appealing but they just I don't know the ones I want to read are they're long (laughs) I I could get through the comic books we had when I was a kid but Mm. then I got into Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and Squee those I could get into but mostly because they were super disturbing sure it so this like might that, be a little
1: lightweight for you, like that, Monster Within, whatever. Oh, I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that monologue from The Watchmen that Rorschach gives. Mm-hmm. I'll look down and I'll whisper, no. Um, basically, Johnny was that all the time. Okay. Plus murder. As sure. one, As one might intuit from the title. <laughs> yeah. One might, yeah. But all, all with a cute little stuffed animal slash living imaginary friend named Squee. Because he was psycho. Um, anyway. Good yeah. pick. I, I actually... Maybe you can help me get into finally reading comic books so I can fit in with all of my friends.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of your friends, it was Dave Chartier that actually recommended Monstrous to me in the first
0: place. So I feel like he would know... I feel yeah. like, I mean, the, Dave and Dan took you and I to Comic-Con.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which was my first Comic-Con.
1: Yeah, I, mine too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're good guys. They know their comics.
1: <laughs> they do. He picked a good one to, like, lure me in
0: <laughs> into
1: though. the comic world. Yeah.
0: All right. So my second pick is a movie that I do know you've seen because I watch it on your recommendation. So I figure easy conversation topic. Joe versus yes. the volcano. Yes. I, I had never seen this. I in my head, this was a, a Brendan Fraser movie. I don't remember what I'm thinking of now, but this is way less stupid. <laughs> and I did not real. I had no idea it was a good movie. I also when I found out, oh, no, it's not that it's Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. I thought that could very well be worse um (laughs) not not a big fan of the later work of them as a duo uh tom hanks i'm a huge fan of don't get me wrong yeah um but so i decided watch this yeah turns out i was hooked like almost immediately because it has this whole brazil vibe to it this over the top futuristic uh or like dystopian future not futuristic as in there's robots Futuristic as in everything went to hell and this is life now. <laughs> and the, uh, the intro scene with everyone trudging through this horribly designed walkway and the mud and going to work, everyone looking ashen and yeah. gray and dead inside and out. And like the zombie file into this factory. It was amazing, and it was well done, and the movie only got better from there. Uh, So if anyone has ever not seen it and not thought they should give it a chance, absolutely you should give it a chance. It's a rom-com, but with a real just over-the-top. It's like watching... um, Oh, what was that Uh, David Wayne did just recently... It was a, it was a lampoon of romantic comedies <laughs> uh, and, and they came together. I think something like that. Oh yeah. It, I loved it. That was because they ripped off like every stereotypical scene from a rom-com. This does not do that. This re-envisions no. the plus, plus this is old. This was the first time that Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks were in a movie together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, and I, I do have like such a spot for like those super cheesy rom-coms. So like I was, a, unlike you, I am a fan of like the later work too, but this is definitely my favorite film of those guys. Cause it just, there's just so much there. It's just awesome.
0: And yeah. It, it acknowledges all the way through that it is ridiculous. Like it's very <laughs> self-aware in that regard.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not trying to be like, and this will be your unrealistic version of what your romance will be like from right. now on. You know, Right it's, it's um,
0: Oh way more realistic than that while still yeah. being super unrealistic. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I as soon as I mentioned this movie on Twitter, I, I began getting amazing responses that people who have seen the movie will get. But. Things like um, I have no response to that or you're such a fibridigibit,
1: Yeah. 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 See, I'm already helping you fit in better with your
0: friends. You are. I had no idea that anyone else had ever seen this movie. I thought it was inconsequential.
1: Huh. Yeah. More right. in consequential than you thought.
0: Well, yeah. so thank you for that. And that is my second pick. So what's your third pick?
1: So my third pick is vulnerability.
0: Oh, I feel like that's uh picking a state of being is not fair for this competition. How am I supposed to follow that up?
1: <laughs> well you gotta you gotta admit that it's a really surprise move for um
0: <laughs> for You a competition. You are a master chess player, yes.
1: Yeah. Um but it's appropriate actually because the reason um The reason that that is my pick is because it is not intuitive that when we are feeling threatened or when we are feeling like we might be messing up, um, in our jobs, in our relationship, that what we need is to actually be brave and be more of ourselves. Sure. And, and I do want (sighs) to... As I heard myself, when we feel threatened, I just want to explain that I mean, like, insecure, (laughs) not like physically
0: threatened. Well, that seems like a spectrum.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a spectrum. And, you know, now this is a topic, at least in my world, it's a very common topic, uh, thanks to Brene Brown. And she did some very popular talks on TED Talks. She's got several books now that all kind of center around what are the things that are needed for this wholehearted life And the first thing that she really brought to everyone's attention was this need for vulnerability so Although it is um, It it is a really common thing in my world. I'm I'm guessing it's not something you guys talk about much in the the tech Avenue
0: You'd be surprised
1: (laughs) That's true. I mean I, I would be surprised and you're not playing along very well, but the reason that I put that <laughs> out there <laughs> it's okay I'm gonna just like go forward with my plan anyways. You do public um,
0: speaking, you're used to it
1: <laughs> Yeah forceful public speaking yeah <laughs> um, but no I I thought of a way that I know for sure that you can relate to this that vulnerability is when I would imagine when some another coder looks at your code. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But do you find that when you share that way, and I'm saying knowing that you share your code pretty often, um, (laughs) that good things come of it?
0: Oh, absolutely. It is. I write horrible code. Um, And without someone to either, you know, helpfully suggest things or just straight up criticize it, it it just stays horrible. It is. That collaborative spirit is definitely, and it's hard. It is a very vulnerable, like keeping a, if you have a a web server and you've been running applications and you've like, you've duct taped it enough times that it's just embarrassing and you have a bunch of comments in your code that are like, I have no idea why this is happening. Then it is, it's an extremely vulnerable place. It makes you stick with a job longer than you should because you keep feeling like, I can't leave until I clean this up for the next guy who comes in. Um, so, yeah, yeah. no, I, it's a good example. I get that.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's so you brought up a couple of things. And one thing is just that you can't I mean, collaboration really doesn't work unless you're actually sharing <laughs> what right. what you actually think and like what you actually do. And the other piece of this for me is I have. All of my jobs were things that for me, it was very easy to start subtly believing that I was supposed to have my stuff together to be able to do them. And, um, especially with life coaching or facilitating, like you're, you're the one in the room that's saying like, I know this looks terrible, but I believe that it can be okay. And so it used to always just feel to me like I would have this like inner voice inside me going like, Oh yeah. But if they knew, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and, um, I think you might've brought this, brought this up, but, um, the imposter syndrome, Yeah. you know, but to have, you know, Brene Brown is one of those voices, um, Elizabeth Gilbert is another of those voices. There's several more of them that are in the public sphere right now that are just being really honest about like their lives are messy and they're doing good things anyways, you know? Yeah. And it's such to realize that like vulnerability and just being yourself is the point, not like some version of perfection. It is such a sane way to live. (laughs) So that is why it's my one of my points top picks today
0: all right so I suppose that now I have to follow that to follow vulnerability
1: yeah (laughs) are you you gonna win I've just been I've just laid the vulnerable card on you
0: (laughs) okay well we're okay with that conversation because my last pick will be short okay do you ever have to introduce two people over email yes so uh, this happens to me frequently And I've gotten to a point where I no longer do the part where I ask the 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 person who is receiving the introduction, whether or not they want the introduction. Like I used to be very fastidious about, Okay, yes, I'll make that introduction. Do you want to meet this person? Okay, I'll send a a double email. So and so meet so and so. I'll let you take it from here. Yeah. These days, someone says, hey, can you introduce me to if I think that like I I make a judgment call, obviously, (laughs) but I'm just like, yeah, here. Hey, you you, so-and-so meet so-and-so having have have fun. Um, There's a new service called Superhuman. And it basically you you log in and you enter your email address and then you enter the two people or maybe more that you want to introduce and boom uh it it creates the it does the whole sequence for you and automates the like click here if you're willing to accept this invitation so and so meet so and so it, like it's one web page stop and you're done.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool yeah so then so then you have like both people getting it could just not click there,
0: yeah, they can then, they can decline,
1: yeah, but then like the person that asked to be introduced would know like oh they didn't want to be my friend yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that's alright yeah I, I don't know that it goes into like you know asking you why why don't you want to meet? <laughs> or allowing any be, future contact that would or, be
1: terrible right? can you imagine you get like <laughs> you have been refused based on these criteria <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh it would suck just to fill that out let alone receive it because you seem annoying, and I don't want you to have my email address. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So yeah, i I'll, I'll there will be a link to that in the show notes. You can check it out and. Uh, cool. Save I am all about this. Yeah,
1: because I do all of those. Do you want to meet this person? Here's why. Yeah. And then shuffling back and forth. Yeah, that'd be yeah. so much easier.
0: Totally. Well, thank awesome. you for the uh, the brief conversation, L.
1: Thank you for having me on. This was super fun.
0: And I hope that uh, this more uh, like less personally delving format intrigues uh, some some new guests that would be more willing to do this than the long form interview. If so, like I said, please, please contact me. Um, <laughs> I spend a lot of time going out and finding guests. It would be awesome if more just came to me um the the audio drop is still up but i haven't pushed it for a while so
1: okay yeah i um i can let everyone know that this was pretty painless and um really fun
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks again and we will see everybody in one week
1: bye thanks